0: On this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, takeaways from training camp practices over the weekend.
1: Well, we're here now, so Cody, let's go ahead and start the show.
0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: welcome everybody to a monday edition of the locked on text and podcast a part of the locked on podcast network your team every day today's episode is brought to you by Bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before because bet online is where the game starts i'm john hickman joined by cody davis and i have the pleasure of being at training camp over the weekend on saturday cody as always whether it's OTAs or the start of training camp. He was out there Saturday and Sunday. He's been there since day one. And an aspect that I would like to take away from the team that we're covering, the Houston Texans, that's why you guys come and listen to the podcast. Does, if I could wrap this team up right now in one word, it'd be personal. Right, They're taking it personal. We're going to talk about the ring game. Uh, a great question asked by Brian Bearfield. You guys know him as Big Sarge. He asked him, was he taking it personal this year? Was you know coming in Houston, a part of him taking it personal to improve this run game, of course. AJ can, you know, said yes. But one thing that I want to mention is that not only is AJ can taking it personal while he came to Houston, but remember the guys that had already been in this locker room and third year wide receiver Brandon Cooks, who has suffered four games in the last two seasons, that's all he's won. Uh, he said that people think that we're okay with losing and we hate it, it really sucks to do it. So we want to go out there and make sure we don't feel it again. This team isn't okay with the current state that they are being projected in right now to win only two to three games and be the bottom of the league. They're not okay with that. They are taking it personal. And I think that with veteran leaders like Brandon Cooks, with the off-season acquisition of A.J. Kane and I'm going to transition over to the rank game, I think improving what we've seen from the team in the last two seasons that should be on everybody's mind. The tight ends, they have to block for them. The wide receivers, they need to block down the field. The front five, the center tackle guard, everybody needs to take it personal in regards to the run game. And I think Houston, as a coaching staff and front office, they've also been smart about personally getting better. Drafting Damian Pierce, too, by the way. We should all thank Dan Muller for his crimes against humanity, for not giving Damian Pierce the ball enough in Florida. He slipped right to us. Also, the offseason acquisition of Marlon Mack, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. about a little bit later. This run game, and Rex Burkhead, who's been having a great preseason, I mean, training camp so far. This run game, at the very least, should be much better than what we saw last year.
0: And it's going to be a complete 180 from what we saw over the last two years. And, John, you know, we talked about a lot about the improvements that we wanted to see in this run game. And the one thing that I kept saying, look, I understand at the end of the day that, you know, the Houston Texans run block, it wasn't all that. And we talked we talked about running back coach. Danny Berry a lot here on Locked on Texans. However, John, the one thing that I always talked about was the lack of talent. You know, over the last 2 years ever since he came in with the trade with um DeAndre Hopkins David Johnson has not been the running back that he was back in what was that 2016 2017 when he was a Arguably a long time ago. Yeah a long time ago when He was arguably if not the best one of the best running backs when he rushed for over a thousand and had a thousand catches Or somewhere along those lines, you know that version of David Johnson is gone And the same in the same thing for Phillip Lindsay as well This team was not talented in the backfield the main thing I wanted to see Nick Casario do go out there and get talent in that backfield and John as you alluded to it seems like and once again I, this is why I can't wait till Saturday because I cannot wait to see how these guys look when they are playing against players who are not their teammates and I say that because look every single one of the running backs that you just named I do want to mention Darre and I also want to mention another running back that I'm keeping my eyes on and I think I mentioned him a couple days ago um, Darius Anderson Every five of these running backs that the Houston Texans have in training camp, they are looking extremely good. They are making plays out of the backfield, whether that's finding a hole with the offensive line, they are making plays, whether that's being a pass catcher out of the backfield. When I tell you, John, this running back group is is a complete 180 from what we saw last year. And you saw for yourself on Saturday Like they finally got have have an opportunity to get some talent back there and as of right now the best talent is damian pierce because my god just just on yesterday this young man had at least two carries where i thought to myself if this was a regular game that that rushing attempt probably would have went for 10 plus yards
1: yeah i I also want to look at you know damian pierce But Marlon Mack, man, when I was out there and and from what I've been seeing, even when I'm not out there, Marlon Mack guys look completely different from two years ago in Indy. He was healthy Mm -hmm. last year. I didn't get an opportunity to play, just fell out of rotation. We've talked about that story over and over again. I'm not going to talk about the past, but right now in the present, Marlon Mack looks quicker than what I've seen Mm -hmm. him even in his 1,000 yard, his best season. Marlon Mack does look lean and you know what I like about Mac is he's finding ways to get on the field. Uh, talked about kickoff return. Neither one of us likes it, uh, but he enjoys being on kickoff return. But in terms of what we're seeing out of Kemp, he is decisive with his moves. That's uh, something that we hadn't seen out of Houston's running back in, in the last couple of years. A lot of dancing around with the lack of talent or the lack of push that was created from the offensive line. And then let's transfer. Uh, transition on down to Damian Pierce. Guys, his cuts, his one cut and go (laughs) is a thing of beauty. And it's a foot plant and getting up out of there. There Mm -hmm. were several times when we saw him at the second and third level on Saturday. And, And I'm not saying this to compare, but I haven't seen a one cut and go like that in Houston since 23, Henry Foster. And, and so, again, I'm not comparing, I'm not comparing uh, the Rook to one of the franchise greats, but what Houston has been able to find with their running backs, I think that they're going to make sure that – and I think Pep, Pep Hamilton's offense will be a part of controlling the clock, but their running backs, like we've said before, they're all about gaining yards. And when we look at the running back group, along with Rex Burkhead, who he looks a lot quicker than what we saw to him last year – in the past of the game, they're going to have a hard time choosing who they're going to carry on this roster from their running back group, guys, because Cody's mentioned Darius Anderson, who has had a very good training camp so far. We've talked about Darre, had him on the show last week. Everybody in this group right now, they're all doing what they do best, best right now. And so there were times out of the backfield where Rex Burkhead just looked like he had an extra step on the defender in one-on-ones or, or in indie drills. And this is what you guys should be expecting come Saturday. Again, uh, this is a team that they're not doing any joint practices. They're going up against themselves. A lot of this could get redundant and repetitive, and maybe they could be relaxed. But I don't think the running game is going to happen. I do think because of the style of run that they have brought in and what we're seeing out of training camp, more yards per carry, is what is expected. And speaking of Saturday's game, Levy Smith said that he can't wait for live tackling, cut blocks, and Mm. seeing how guys finish plays. Saturday, August 13th, 7 o'clock, the Locked On, no, not the Locked On Texans, but the Houston Texans (laughs) do take on the Indianapolis, the New Orleans Saints, I'm sorry, um, (laughs) on Saturday. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses Come up now. Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank by a way to give my preseason tickets to this Saturday's Texan game. Whatever you want to do, you can finally, finally tackle those extra expenses that's been stressing you out without any hangups. There is no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That is D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For more terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees applies. Banking provided by Evolve and member FDIC. The future you will thank you later. Same way. Hey Jay, you was asking earlier, did you take it personal coming here to be better as an offensive line? You definitely want to see a better run game this year. Over under how many 100-yard games they have for the running back this year? Uh, you know that's hard to call right now, but of course we want we want to pop 100 every single game. You know that's that's what you know we're looking to do as an offensive line, as an offense, as a team. Of course we want to go over 100 every game, but you know these these other teams are going to be trying to watch film and, and compete with us as much as we're going to compete with them. So. That, that is a challenge, that's what we want to get. But you know, this is a tough league. But trust me, we, we want to pop a hundred every game. That was AJ Cannon talking about taking it personal in terms of improving the output for the running backs this year. And we all know that the running backs, they don't move unless the offensive line moves a body out the way. And I do think that we'll get more than, what was it, three games of 100 yards last year?
0: Only three, and by the way, I know it was no more than three because you're talking about a team that averaged 87.3 rushing yards for the entire season, last in the league.
1: If the can wants to get 100 a pop every chance that he can with the offensive line, but let's transition over to the special teams. It's a business decision every day that's being made in the NFL, cutting down a roster from 90 to 53. That's one of those. We're looking at some guys that we may like. I, I personally, I like, <coughs> excuse me, personally, I like Dana Kemp. Cody, you have some of your favorites. All of these guys are not going to be needed at what they are category-arise throughout the year. And the camp is a wide receiver. How many times are we really expecting him to be featured in this offense? That remains to be seen. However, special teams is a place he can really be utilized, right? And then on Saturday, Desmond King, Chad BB, Connor Weddington, Phillip Ducet, All of those players were back there fielding kicks to be a part of the kick return game. And then we look at Marlon Mack, who we've both been against in returning
0: kicks.
1: (laughs) However, Cody, you had an opportunity to talk to him. He said that he actually likes and doesn't mind returning kicks. His rookie year in the NFL, 2017, with the coach talked about – well, he didn't talk about it, but that year he did return three kicks for 69 yards, and 34 yards was the longest. What can you really tell us about Marlon Mack fielding kicks?
0: Well, here's the thing: I'm still on edge about Mack being part of special teams. However, John, I think it's not going to be as bad as what we originally thought because you know when the Texans signed Marlon Mack, we came on this show it was like, okay, that's going to be the Texans' number one running back. Even after the fact, when they signed Damien Pierce. Doing OTA's mandatory minicamp started noticing, okay, they're flirting around with the idea of having Marlon Mack do special teams. We didn't like it because at the same time, this is a guy that's still trying to return back to his original form prior to that Achilles injury. However, John, listeners and viewers, I personally do not think it's going to be that big of a deal because while we still expect Marlon Mack to be running back number one, he is not going to carry the burden of being this team's primary running back. I do believe that is going to be a it's going to be a responsibility that he's gonna have an opportunity to share with rookie running back Damian Pierce, of course. And with that being said, John Listeners and viewers, I do believe that there is a chance for Marlon Mack to actually Help the Houston Texans in another point of uh, another area where they definitely need help at, and that is, of course, special teams with their return unit. Before I go any further, further I want you guys to take a listen to what Marlon Mack had to say when asked about whether whether or not he likes playing special teams. Uh, yeah, I, I love being a
1: kid returner, man. Catching the balls, getting that chance of space, open room, man. It's it, it's, a, it's a hard job, but it's a fun job, I would say, because you get that chance to. Being at open field, set your blockers up and it actually hit. The
0: one thing that really excites me about Marlon Mack and somebody that's actually going to help this special team unit. John, the one thing I love about Mack, the one thing I love about Damian Pierce, they actually runs with a purpose. And when I go back and I reflect over the last two seasons, especially in the backfield, it seems like there was just a lot of guys who was just dancing around, you know, trying to find an open hole. No, both of these guys, and of course, for the sake of this argument, I'm looking at Marlon Mack, both of these guys know how to reach that second to third level and, get this team an opportunity to get in better field position with their ability to carry the football and the more i think about it The more I look at a standpoint of, of course, better field position means a better opportunity for the Houston Texans to go out there and put points on the board. I mean, look, we talk a lot about this team not putting points on the board last year. I believe they averaged somewhere in the ballpark of 14 to 16 points per game. And part of the reason why was because of that special teams unit. Their return game was not that good. It It wasn't the worst part of this team, but it could have been better. And with the addition of Marlon Mack... Having an opportunity to help the special teams unit, I think it's going to work wonders for this offense. Yeah, and even when we look
1: at special teams, we can't just completely block out the punt return game, who I, I do think we will see Derek Stingley back there at some point. But again, there's other ways that you can utilize some of these guys' strengths. When I look at a Jalen camp who was out there uh, on Saturday, they had him out there a part of the punt return unit. Of course, he wasn't fielding the punt, but then, listen, this is a big body receiver, right? 6'2", 7'8", uh, wingspan, almost a, a 40 vertical. You look at the coaching staff, they may see him as a player that can really do a good job and maybe preventing the punt from ever getting off because he's so quick off the edge, right? You also want to look at a Graylin Arnold. I think that young man is out of Beaumont, too. Hmm. I think he's from out of If he's from the 409, shine, then, my boy. But he's also quick he also has you know some quickness off that off that edge and has some long legs and maybe he can be utilized on the special teams as well houston just like the ring game i think houston has a lot of players that is going to make it difficult to to cut some guys may have to find ways to edge them out yeah you may be a receiver and, and that may be your dream to catch a touchdown in the nfl and hopefully we we want you to get there but right now because of your athletic ability we need for you to be dominating. On, on, on special teams, and, and and that's what I got out of it on Saturday as well, that Houston does have a lot of guys that you may not know them. They're not a household name, but what they can provide is that small chance of maybe a, a punt block turnover or maybe an amazing block because they were big and they were able to move a smaller guy out the way, and, and it didn't cause a flag. and It was allowing maybe Derek Stingley, Marlon Mack, whoever's going to be returning kicks, uh, you know, Desmond King, Chad B.B., Connor Weddington, and Phillip Dorsett were all fielding kick returns. Maybe they had allowed a crease, and they were able to take it and pick up extra yards, so who knows, to run back for the touchdown. Houston does have those type of players that, again, you won't buy their jersey, but hmm. they may make a play starting on Saturday, or on Sundays, that opens up the game for Houston. I do want to say this. I mentioned Chad B.B. He was utilized a lot by Houston doing training camp on Saturday. Um, mm. He was moving around a lot, and, and, and I'm seeing more emotion. This is just training camp practice. We'll see what Houston does offensively starting on Saturday. But I'm seeing a lot of motion, a lot of moving parts in this offense. Not only B.B., uh, Paul Quisenberry, he was most out of the backfield. Brevin Jordan, they moved him around a lot. And, and, and I'm excited to see what Pam Hamilton, those small wrinkles that, uh, may be able, that may be able to get Houston in favorable matchups. That's something that we wanted to see a long time ago. Cody and I both talked about moving guys around, making this offense a little bit more up to date. I think we'll see it. Hopefully we will. Uh, but to bring it back to the special teams talk, a lot of these guys can make a difference on this team in ways that they may not be used to or ways that may be unconventional. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for your odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NF, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports. Even go ahead and get you some golf in. BetOnline continues to be Top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live betting, scores, podcasts. Got you covered on everything. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because bet online is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy experts, Vinny Iyer who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft when Locked On Fantasy Football. Cody, I know you're not going to partake in fantasy football because you never do, but (laughs) (laughs) unlike you, the rest of America is super excited for some fantasy football. I am one of those guys who I know I'll be stressing out on Sundays, Mondays, or Thursdays. About whether it's my team playing in real life and in fantasy. And I'm going (laughs) to lose money, but I'm Mm -hmm. addicted. So uh, here I am right now. But before we talk about some quick news and updates for the Houston Texans, third year defensive lineman, Ross Blacklock. Listen, there's a lot of things that I love that I saw from him on Saturday. Um, He really flashed on Saturday. And I mean, in every possible way quicker his hands is quicker his technique i think is much better than what we've seen his first couple of years in the nfl he also wanted to make sure that he gave love to mario addison and jerry Mm. hughes guys i don't think we are going to understand until maybe the start of the season but how impactful these two veterans have been for this franchise listen Lamry Thompson just shot both of those guys out a couple of days ago. Now you got the third-year Ross Blacklock, who I think, man, I can't think of anybody else that had a, a bad welcoming to the league on this team right now, outside of uh Ross Blacklock, right? His his welcome home party, because he is from Mo City. His welcome home party to the NFL just wasn't good. Uh but you you just saw him. In the run game, just kind of get skinny and make plays. You just saw him being active with his hands. If he's not able to get to the quarterback, put those hands up. Try to knock the quarterback, the pass down or whatever. He's much quicker. He looks a little bit speedier and leaner. Um, And and again, Ross is a player that hasn't had the most favorable pass. But on Saturday and throughout training camp, he has looked very good And I do think that he makes his roster.
0: Yeah, 100%, John. And I'm glad that you mentioned the veteran leadership because, like I mentioned, doing our live locked on Texans inside of NRG Stadium, you know, when it was more in the lawns back there, Um, the one thing that I mentioned was the fact that Ross Blacklock never really had an opportunity to have a veteran presence. And as I mentioned, yes, you had JJ Watt, but he was dealing with a frustrated JJ Watt who no longer wanted to be a part of this organization. Uh, yeah, who, who went off on him now. in a press conference and everybody including us is like, yo, you know you could have handled that differently, especially behind closed doors, but at the end of the day um, to go back to how we opened up this show talking about how people are taking it personal it also showcased the 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 chemistry and the camaraderie that this locker room has, and like I mentioned on Saturday, and I'm going to mention it mention it again today. Um, that is going to do wonders for Ross Blacklock because you're looking at a guy not only has his technique gotten better, not only you know he's looking really really good throughout training camp, but he is in a better uh, a better mindset versus his first two years in the league. I agree with you, John. I'm expecting him to. Make the 53-man roster, but I'm also expecting him to play a big role in the Texans' success for this upcoming season. I do want to mention: not only did he shout
1: out Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, but he also made it a point to kind of pay it forward, as we mentioned on uh, Saturday's Locked On Live. He's also giving game to some of the younger guys on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Right, so if you over a certain weight, you big. He's talking to you. You know, he's trying to give you some game as well, whatever he's learned to some of the younger guys, specifically talked about Young Green as well, and he has high praises for Roy Lopez. Cody, what are some of the news that Texas fans need to know about this franchise right now? Who's out, who's in, who we may see Saturday, and who we may not see on Saturday?
0: Start with Kenyon Green. Unfortunately, um, Lovey Smith said on Friday that Green is going to be out for a while. He is dealing with an injury. He did not go into detail on what type of injury it was. But I have noticed something. Ever since the start of training camp, um, Green has been wearing like a brace on his left leg. And that is something that I took note of. And I know a lot of people in their early evaluations of Green, they've been talking about how slow he, he hasn't really looked that good and i haven't been that critical of green because all i know is doing rookie mini camp voluntary otas mandatory mini camp he didn't have nothing on that left knee at the start of training camp he had something on that left leg and um i think that is part of the reason why we have seen Keon Green struggled through our training camp as of right now, and like I mentioned, Coach Lovey Smith said he's going to be out for a while. Whatever he's dealing with, it is not um, season ending, but he's going to be out for an extremely long time. Um, with that being said, another rookie that is injured as of right now is Christian Harris. He is dealing with a hamstring injury, but he is expected to be back for Saturday season opener, um, Saturday's preseason opener against the New Orleans Saints. Um, Derek Stanley Jr. Has been looking good. However, Lovey Smith mentioned that it is very unlikely that he will play Saturday against the Saints. And and on yesterday, as a matter of fact, you know, um, Derek Stingley is still in like in his ramp up period. Um, every single day. From Monday all the way up until Saturday, he has been full go at practice on yesterday. Um, He basically had the day off. The only thing he did was just went through his walkthroughs on special teams. So that is what's going on. I also want to mention Titus Howard has not practiced over the last couple of days due to COVID, but he is expected to be back some point this week. And his status as of right now is questionable for saturday's game against the new orleans saints but you know first preseason game a lot of veterans where you know so good and well their um roster spot on this 53-man roster solidified a lot of the guys like him and Pharaoh F- brown and brandon cooks those guys you know all those guys might be out for saturday but those are some of the important storylines taking place with the houston texans as we gear up for football on saturday <laughs> I'm
1: excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I- I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I think I may go out, guys. So, if you're in the Houston area, I'm going to let you guys know where them go. i mm-hmm. to a bar and just catch the game, man. You know, just be around some love and watch the Texans. Uh, later in the week, Cody, I think it's very important to talk about Lovey Smith and his mm-hmm. safety alignment mm-hmm. and how he kind of hinted at – I not mean, even say kind of hinted. He talked about how we won't see, basically, a a traditional cover two defense this year. Hmm. They are going to open up the scheme and and maybe get a little exotic, if you will. I know that guy. That word exotic probably hunts a lot of people (laughs) because of uh, Anthony Weaver. But we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm John Hickman, of course. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Follow us on uh Twitter as well, Locked On Texans. Subscribe on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans.
0: And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.